and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. We are here. We are here. We are here. I really felt compelled this week to listen to Amp's message about sound and the one extra yarp, because I feel it's very timely, actually, at the moment. And I wanted to share some thoughts that I've had on the back of also Rob's talk a few weeks ago about the liminal space that we're in. And as Q, it got me thinking about the sound. And I asked myself, what do I believe about the sound? And how I find myself within that. Having been much more open in the last year to understanding the sound, it's brought me on a quest this morning to ask questions on how that fits with us as individuals and us as a community, all of which I'm going to share with you. So what is the sound and why the sound? So it says on our website, we are a city-centred church on a spiritual quest, a quest for honesty, authenticity, and for a faith that makes more sense. A faith that runs deeper than mere beliefs, more a new way of believing as we discover a more beautiful gospel. And so I wanted to listen to Amp's message because, I, I, like I say, I've been thinking about the sound. And just to recap on it a little bit. So this first part is going to be me recapping on what Amp's talked about. And it's a message I actually really encourage you to go and listen to. It's really, really good. And he talks about the sound and how the sound is a bridge that crosses the divide. He talks how, in relation to, at the time, the new Q logo, he reflects how we see things now as a house, a bridge for people to cross the divide, which is the divide that, with God, not because of sin and bad choices, like he said in the clip, but because we separated ourselves from the source of all life, separation from our true selves, our blessing and divine identity, honesty, authenticity, the living God. So the sound has changed from being about original sin and separation from God. You know, that's what we used to kind of talk from, wasn't it? And when God never dis disconnected from us at all, he's never disconnected from us, like he said. And we simply stopped letting that divine, the energy, the love, the blessing, the flow, the consciousness that we talk about so much here, we stopped letting that be what it needs to be and tell us who we really are. And he talks about how that bridge isn't what we once thought it was, and the divide isn't what we once thought it was either. He also said, which I loved, God isn't a noun to be described, but a verb to be lived. The living God, the beautiful gospel that as a house we love so much is about a living God, something alive, and something alive it evolves, doesn't it, and it moves. Consciousness, movement, evolution. 
Cue now and our sound reflected in the logo is about letting people cross that bridge into a new world of possibility and marvel. And the logo shows a leader out the front and the connection with community and family. He stated that this, this was his desire for the next season. Hello, next season, we're in it. This is our desire now. With a focus on who we are and why we are now, we have established what we are. So we know what we are, so now we need to know why we are. So why our sound? Much more important than what is our sound. We have understood what, but now why? Horton hears a who, so the clip at the beginning. It's about a tiny planet on a speck on a flower. And Horton the elephant can hear the world on the speck, but no one else in the jungle can. Have you ever felt like that, that people just don't hear what you're saying? It's frustrating, isn't it? So they want to cage him and outcast him. There was an existence of something more than their current beliefs would allow. A whole world of different experiences, but they didn't like the threat of it. If you can't see it, hear it, or feel it, I say it doesn't exist. How many of us have heard that as well? Threat. It's funny, I've been, I've been thinking a lot lately about these sort of words, threat, anger, fear, control. They've got such a negative connotation, but they're not always negative. They're there to help free you, these things. And it's a word that comes threat with such negative history and context. But what about when truth is threatening us and our beliefs? We don't like it and we don't open our ears and eyes to a world beyond our understanding. Sometimes that threat is there to help you, to show you something. It's, it's, it's making you question, why do you feel threatened? When something's threatening you, why do you feel like that? What is it you're so fiercely protecting? So what about now, here in this liminal space? We've gone from something and are heading into something else. But right now we're in the transitional transition aren't we and it can feel uncomfortable and it, and, it, and it feels unknown like we're all a little bit finding our feet here but how does sound fit here Amph talked about as humans we have a deep need for meaning who am I but the sound however helps us understand I am the sound is empowering religion will tell you get back in the pouch like the kangaroo in the clip but we are the bridge to the unseen and the unheard. We just need that one extra yarp that triggers the breakthrough of oppression. We are here. And oppression can be anything. It doesn't have to be religion. The oppression of any beliefs that are holding you back or holding you from the true freedom of seeing yourself, hearing yourself, feeling yourself. Oppression is when these things become a control over our lives and we're fearful. They're the real threat. Those things. I've come to believe that the why of our sound is about being the bridge, firstly for yourself and with your community. It's about moving forward and evolving. Not just moving forward as we are, but evolving our thoughts, our faith through hearing with ears to hear, being open, curious, questioning our doubts. It's the complexity Jenny talked about, questioning the standard norms and patterns, questioning what we give authority to. And it would be easy, wouldn't it, to go back to what felt comfortable and we could control, to get back in the pouch and to reconstruct that which was deconstructed. But really, once you've heard the sound, you can't go back. Matthew 13, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. 
Are you hearing it? I believe we have something beautiful to share and relevant. Our sound is open, welcoming, accepting, loving and warm. And it's not without challenge, as it will always seek to help you question and doubt, but in a way to bring you forward for progress. It will threaten your status quo. Consciousness, movement, evolution. It will always draw you to your awareness so you can ask questions in order to move and evolve. And Anth shared, I thought this was really significant, what he believes the sound needs to be and how he desired it to be for the next phase. Even saying in the message, this is his heart for the next 30 years. And if we are to stand on the shoulders of giants, we should take this advice and run with it. This is the thing that will get us to next. This is the sound that we must carry through. We need to be louder. We are here. Consciousness, movement, evolution. I'm going to talk a little bit about that more next. Consciousness, movement, evolution. Consciousness over conscience. The sound must be led by consciousness over conscience. Your conscience is your moral sense of right and wrong. Your perspective formed by your worldview and experience, which then influences your perception, like we heard last week, of yourself, of others, the world around you. But we often use the term, don't we, in and out of consciousness, which refers to when we are asleep and when we are awake. And this is very true for the consciousness we talk about here, because it's about the awakened heart. Just like when you're awake in real terms, an awakened heart uh, in an awakened heart, your brain is active, your eyes are open, your ears are listening, you're alert, aren't you? You're awake to something, you move, you evolve. You're connected to a source, a flow, a spirit. And when you immerse yourself in your conscience, though, your heart is not awakened. It judges things based on its current understanding of right and wrong, formed from your perceptions. One could call it the stuff, the matter, the beliefs we accumulate from our life experiences, but I'm going to call it matter. And it's the matter we have to detach. Detach. In the clip, Ryan has to detach. Dr. Stone, interestingly, Ryan has to detach from the safety of the space shuttle when the space debris hits. It's terrifying. She's panicking. She's desperate to not let go of the spot her feet are grounded on, on the ship. But she has to detach. If she doesn't detach, she's going to die. And it allows her, she's got to allow herself to be thrown into the vastness, weightlessness, vacuum that is space. And it's her only chance of rescue or survival. It's a little bit like this sometimes for us. Well, minus, minus the blinding fear of actually being in outer space, but we do love a metaphor, don't we? It seems perfectly reasonable, doesn't it, to want to stay attached to the very things that have been our safety and security. The what was of our beliefs that grounded us, the what was of our famili familiarities blah, blah, we hold dear, the what was of Q. We've travelled into space with it, we've come into the liminal space with this. Why would we want to detach from that? It's the beginning of the end, and we don't want it to end. We want it to hold on, and we want to stay attached to that which feels safe. Perhaps it's what's given you meaning, your identity, your ism. We love to have meaning. We crave it as humans. I, 
we ascribed ultimate and absolute meaning to God. It was our path, the will of God, and we've orientated our lives around this. That's not something I'd easily detach from. We own it. We lived from it for years, decades, because it was our safe space. But the space debris comes. The debris of complexity comes hurtling towards us. The rocks of curiosity, of doubt, of grief, of anguish. The questions that don't add up like they used to. The lies that are glaring at us. And what once felt safe actually now doesn't. It's spinning out of control. It's breaking apart and we're freaking out because it's daunting, it's terrifying. But we need to detach. Detach from the matter, the old beliefs, the conscience, the securities, the safety of what was, and let ourselves be thrown into space, into the vastness. But there is no sound in space. It's formless and empty, a vacuum devoid of matter. Exactly. Rob talked about being in a transitional process from one state to another, the liminal space. We experience this physically, when you're moving house maybe or something, emotionally, we have emotional transitions, liminal spaces, and psychologically. I actually found this talk really helped me because at the time, I very much feel like I'm in a liminal space, not just with Q, but in myself, in my head and heart. And he, and he referred it to Q's journey of how we are as a house in a liminal space. So the word liminal, there's lots of ways to describe this one. But the one I loved in relation to this morning is the short time between sleep and being awake, being conscious and unconscious, the state in between. So it's in this space of uncertainty we can feel formless and empty, our identity challenged, our securities not feeling as safe anymore, and what we hold dear out of grasp. The meaning we had now found under threat. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's complex and it can feel out of control. It's devoid of matter. Space is devoid of matter. The stuff, jargon, bump, historical beliefs, whatever you are carrying has no place here. It doesn't work in the liminal space. It's devoid. Sound cannot travel through space, so how does that work? We can't hear what we did before. The only way we can hear the sound in liminal space is to wake up our hearts, open ourselves into consciousness, and let the sound come from within. But how? Genesis 1. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit hovered. The spirit hovered. I loved that. It hovers. The sound hovers. It's always present, always here, hovering and waiting. To hover is to remain poised, uncertainly, between two states. In the liminal space, the sound hovers, waiting. And then it spoke, let there be, and there was. The only sound, the only way sound can travel in this space is with impact. The word spoke and creation came to life. The impact of sound in the formless and darkness of space caused something to change. When space and nothingness heard the word, something happened and this has never changed. Let there be. Let there be hope. Let there be change. Let there be growth. Let there be love. Creation. 
Here at Kew, the sound is hovering in the liminal space. It's there, and it's not going anywhere, but we must make sure we are the bridge to carry through the sound. And it has to start with you, the individual. Only then can we make an impact as a community. We are the bridge for the unseen and the unheard, not just the religious community, but the communities we are in that need help, need wisdom, need counsel and comfort. Who do you know is struggling? Who needs help, guidance? Or who just gets it and would enjoy hearing what we have to offer? God is hovering, the sound is hovering. It's waiting for us to detach from our matter so it can create in us and through us, around us and with us. The consciousness, the flow, the state. I was asked this week what I thought that was, and I think in visuals, so I'm going to give you a visual for those who like this sort of thing. And this is what I saw. You put the slide up. I visualise consciousness and the sound as a flow of light, a stream of colour, smooth and clear. It flexes and moves around the space like a rhythm, a hum, a constant. It's a heartbeat, dun 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 a constant beating sound, always there and always keeping us alive, breathing in and out, always present, always available. We simply tap into that flow in the space, void of matter, the stuff, and connect and ride with it, within it, absorbed in it, as it draws you into its warmth and weightlessness. It's safe and feels like home. It's life and energy. We just empty and become a vessel for the sound to encompass and flow through all of you. It hovers. Sometimes it's important to just empty ourselves, to detach from what feels safe and empty ourselves of all the matter and stuff. The true contemplative, and by that I mean one who is reflective, thoughtful, the awakened heart, is not the one who prepares their mind for a message that they want or hear or expect to hear, but who remains empty because they know they can never expect or anticipate the word that will transform their darkness into light. The sound will come to you. The flow will feed into you and your awareness. The word finds you. The guidance finds you. The spirit hovers and speaks light into you. Let there be. You just need to remain open and empty and willing to succumb to the vacuum and vastness of the space. That's an awakened heart. And that's where the movement comes in. That's where we can evolve. The sound enables us to develop, to learn, to grow, to question and to share. Remember the quest, a quest for honesty, authenticity and for a faith that makes more sense. We must doubt, we must ask questions, we must stay curious and we must remain authentic. Q's story is not over, it's just the beginning of the end and the start of what's next. I love the music in that clip with the da-doom, da-doom, the heartbeat. So, time to bring this home. Movement with momentum. Momentum is a force. We saw it, didn't we? The momentum. A force. A mass that forces something with impact. To make an impact is key. We need to be in mass a collective energy changing lives. This is a church after all, isn't it? You know, and our core expression, one of our core expressions as a church is to be a community. It's not simply just about the individual story, it's about the collective. We are the bridge to cross the divide, the separation from our true selves and divine identity. 
When I speak, I know I'm not well-versed in old language and biblical knowledge, and I hold my hands up to that. But I had to deconstruct my beliefs and dogmas. I had to reevaluate all that I had been taught, my meaning of life that I described to and orientated my life around. My trauma took me there as well as the journey I took with Anthem Chris. My safe place was here. And from that, I've learned, though, that the more beautiful gospel is about the living God. It's about the living. Living things evolve and move. Living things grow and mature. They change. Creation is all about the evolution of things, the adaptation and developments of new ideas, new discoveries, new learnings and teachings. It's a wonderful time to be alive, that we can learn from our history a legacy that isn't about leaving behind something. It's about learning and growing from that. Jesus and I are still close, closer than ever, in fact. But we have redefined our relationship, and I have found a new love for my faith. There's no longer a distant deity behind him, lingering, seeing, and knowing my faults. Jesus is my rescuer, but not from hell, that mythic place of fiery torment evoked more from Dante's Inferno than the Bible itself. Rather, Jesus has become the mirror to me of God's expansive and unquestioning love at the heart of reality. Jesus has not so much saved me from disaster as saved me for life. And this is the story of Christ. This is the story of our sound. And this is the story for us all to grab a hold of and immerse ourselves in. It's good news. This is good news. The living God for me. The living stones that we stand on, changeable, evolving, honesty, authenticity. The new language of Q, in my opinion, needs to be about the living God. The flow, that energy that I spoke about. The sound is just that, and it's a movement. Community is also the bridge. We have something to say here, and it's worth sharing the noble house that Joel beautifully shared the other week, a loved people who are learning to love one another as they have been loved by God through trans transformation process of unlearning. I wanted to share Amp's talk because it feels very timely. In this liminal space, I believe it's the sound that we will carry through. He actually gives us the answers to what's next. He's actually given us the answers to what's next, to be a voice for the unseen and the unheard, we need Q to be somewhere we can bring our own communities and families to outside of here. It needs to be accessible and open to all because we've got so much to offer. When I counsel my friends, like currently my friends are going for a really, really, really hard time. But I'm always coming to it from what I've learned here because I've learned so much good stuff that's helpful. I've learned about flow and the living God. It's relevant. What we learn here is relevant. We have the new language now. We've got a new language of God and of faith and of flow. And we are the ones to take that further. Us here, the community, you guys, you're the core. You come here every week. It's beautiful. You're so, it's good. We're together. But the sound has to be key. Has to be. And I absolutely stand on this. And if I was to die on a hill, it would be this one. For the sound to work effectively, I think we need to have the sound within us as individuals connecting to it to our stories, our histories, our journey, and not getting stuck, but awakening our hearts. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. Sometimes it just feels out of reach. 
You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. You can't see the wood for the trees sometimes. For these people's heart has become calloused, stuck, hardened by perception, and they hardly hear with their ears. But with sound, blessed are your eyes because you see. Blessed are your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. If we don't have the sound in us, we are simply not hearing what we need to in order to have the momentum we want. Not like in the jungle, in Horton Hears a Who, with the animals at the start, but more like the baby kangaroo. I can hear it! I can hear it! Because then our eyes are blessed, because they see, and our ears are blessed because they can hear. To hear the slow, steady drumbeat of your own soul getting louder and stronger. It begins to flow through your body, and you feel the nourishment you have received landing inside your heart changing you, expanding you, deepening and guiding you, helping you remember who you are, authenticity. Humanity longs for meaning and for clarity, the sound to open hearts, but it has to start with me, with you, me. Then we can bring it into our community and grow, and we can create meaning for life. Momentum takes community. It's about a mass force, making impact. So that's what momentum is, when a, when a, when a big weight of a force of something is impacting, it's creating momentum. You can't just do that on your own. We need to be a collective. The waves within waves, the mass force. And the clip I just showed with Ryan, trying to make her way home. <laughs> she just had to trust that she was going to get there because it all stopped working. All the things that she needed wasn't there. And she just had to trust that momentum and connect with it. And she had to break through the atmosphere and bring it home. Sometimes there's atmosphere to break through, isn't there? But it took force for Ryan. She needed momentum and movement, and she had to find the force of Earth's pull, Earth's gravity, the pull of home, in order to get there. She had to take the heat and let home pull her in. I believe for Q, community is that force that mass, that bridge. For me, it has to be more than just meeting together and being together. That's part of it, of course, but it's about sharing something, sharing an attitude, sharing a sound, sharing a faith. Impact comes from coming together, taking the heat, breaking through the atmospheres and finding our way home. And we can do that by sharing our stories and opening up, emptying so we can connect, or in other words, through shared experiences, being able to process and recognize beauties and shortcomings in myself and where I can grow. Because I'm hearing what other people say, I can bounce, I can listen, I can grow. I can feel the wisdom graciously shared uh, inside of me, blending with my own and being able to see beyond and into a greater story. We can learn from each other and with each other through new awakened eyes, stacking up from back in the day. Do you remember that? Stacking up. There may be friction, but that friction and vibration help move the sound. Sound works through vibrations, after all, isn't it? We need to vibe with each other, for want of a better word, be on the same wavelength, but not divided. And it's important I say that. We don't want to create a divide amongst ourselves. We need to bridge the divide. Avoiding challenge and conflict won't help us move forward. So 
if that's needed, then we have to walk through that. We have to learn from each other's triumphs and traumas and somehow discover ways to flourish. The noble house, again. It's in this environment of safety and non-judgment that courage is found and freedom is won. It's about coming together, hearing a sound, being a sound. What is community to you? How do you feel we can be the bridge? And what is home? What's home to you? Home for me is what's next. The what's next of Q from the legacy we have been given and the new sound that we now live in, creating further legacy to another what's next. Building with that, being in community with it and then communicating it. And that's where evolution will happen. The adaptation of the sound, the real life development of Q as a people and Q as a house in the what's next. So let's talk, let's ask questions, and let's learn. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest. <laughs>